the lady taught us the seven principles of being the perfect girlfriend. Number one, presentation. Be attractive, but not overt. Too much makeup makes people think you're hiding something. A natural look shows innocence, youth, and focus. Play down your looks. You want only him to notice you. Too much attention from others causes jealousy. Number two, attitude. Be receptive, understanding, patient, and optimistic. You must always be alert and never say you're tired. I learned that lesson. Your relationship is exhausting, but you shouldn't let anyone, especially him, think it is. Number three, time. Make sure you have plenty of time to give him, but have boundaries, and of course, know when to leave. If you're too available, you look desperate and needy and unambitious. Fourth, money. Have enough, but don't present yourself as sufficient or he won't feel like you need him. Remember, there are two types of men, clever men and merry men. Clever men want a woman who brings something to the table, education, ambition, work, money, sense of humor, wit, love. A merry man wants a girl who's open to living his life and playing a role in his world. She doesn't have to bring anything to the table because he'll provide everything he thinks she needs. You may have all the things a clever man wants, but you must, must conceal them from a merry man. If you don't, he'll feel inadequate or worse, competitive. The fifth is family. Be whatever he wants you to be in his family. Be the doting girlfriend that all his friends think is awesome and you know, you're forced to like them and pretend to laugh at all their jokes. Be, be that chick. Or the sweet stepmother if he has a child or children. Or the girl in the corner who's invited to family events but isn't really a part of anything. Now some men have blended families. You know, they have kids and all that stuff. But you'll have to be the best friend with the ex. Just do it. You won't be there for long. So just do it. Play your part. He wants to have a little vacation where she brings the kid. And you come along and you do all that whole joint thing. Mike and I did that. Keep in mind, you're the girlfriend, not the wife. Because a wife wouldn't allow that. She'd tell that ex to get her own life, build a new family, like he did. Girlfriends have to go on those ridiculous vacations where it's everyone together. But a wife? She doesn't have to do any of that. But this is how to be the perfect girlfriend. Number six, sex. Be better than the last, but don't show off. If you're talented, he's going to think a few things. You know, you're too experienced. 
he can't please you and you're faking it and just a whole bunch of other stuff. So do your research and learn all about what he likes and doesn't and be obvious about it. So he thinks he's teaching you and that's why you're so good. If you're better than her, you're safe. But if you outshine him, you're out. Last, lucky number seven, intelligence. Act like you know less than him, but make sure you know more. He wants someone who isn't a dummy or a bimbo, because that's embarrassing. He can't bring you around his friends or colleagues if he thinks you're going to say something stupid. But he can't know you're playing less. He's got to believe that there's things that you could learn not things that you already know. So try to avoid seeming stupid. Seem instead, um, how should I say this? Eager to learn. Okay? That'll work out better. But don't play stupid. Okay? It just doesn't work out. Be aware. Never in the dark. Just be discreet about it. <sighs> Excuse me. <clears throat> we left off with Joy realizing her relationship with David was coming to an end. They suggested he in the relationship with her. So it was only a matter of time before they'd have that conversation. She cried all night. I looked after her. Lexi was still recovering from being poisoned. So Janice looked after her. Janice had to pick between looking after Joy or Lexi. She would pick Lexi. She didn't like Joy. She didn't trust her. She didn't buy into the whole innocent little girl act at all. She always kept her distance. She didn't know what Joy had done in the past. But she knew it wasn't good. She, she didn't like Joy's theatrics, as she put it. She saw something that didn't fit and knew something was wrong with joy but if we both knew what she was going to do we would have stopped her but Janice she didn't want to make any trouble with the lady and I just wanted I just wanted joy to stop crying I didn't know what she was thinking I thought she was just crying no she was planning it out. Let me tell you a story about a girl named Joy. Once upon a time, a beautiful blonde with a sweet voice and a kind heart fell in love with her resident director. Now, a resident director oversees a dormitory, usually for a college or university. Okay? She saw him every day she came and went and he saw her 
He was good looking. I think maybe 6'2". I think dark hair, light eyes type of thing. Smart. Graduate. Soon to be graduating, especially. Now, at first, they went slow and then just went fast. He graduated. She got pregnant. She thought he'll get a job and she'll stay home and raise the baby. Unfortunately, Joy learned a lesson. After the baby was born, her true love was gone. Heartbroken, she did what all moms do. She worked. Her mother sent money. Her sister did too. But one day, a man, older gentleman, approached her, said she was beautiful and seemed very nice and looked like she needed a dinner and some wine. So she said, yeah. She loved being taken care of. From the pickup to the meal to the drinks afterwards, to the drop off. She loved being the center of attention and enjoyed making him the center of hers. She was honest with him from the start. She had a child and he said he had a teenager. So they shared that. Joy was happy. She didn't have to work as hard. She finished all the things she started because he afforded her the opportunity to do so. One day, he surprises her and whisked her off for an extended vacation. Fiji. She'd never been out of the United States then. It's tropical. It's beautiful. <sighs> she laid in the sun. He laid on top of her. <laughs> she said uh, he wasn't bad at all. For a man his age, he was quite fit, I think she said. Fit as a fiddle, something like that. I don't know. They went to luxurious restaurants, and then some hole-in-the-walls because of their local favorites. They did all the touristy things, but they also relaxed and just enjoyed each other. It was something she really needed, something she really wanted. She treated him like a king, and he treated her like a princess. He made all the decisions for her, and the decisions she was allowed to make were between usually two things. Do you want fish or do you want steak? Do you want um, Swedish massage or Thai? Do you want that color red or another color red? You know, so she still felt like she had a voice. And she did all the things that just came natural for her to being with a wealthy man. She was very pleasant. She made sure she looked from head to toe, completely put together, let her hair out of place. She was bubbly, she smiled, and he paid for everything. And didn't do it in a way to where it was in front of her. It was almost as if everything was comped by the hotel or the resort. 
he had a very good way of making her feel like they were in their own world. And she really was in his world. He had to go to a business meeting or something that was a few countries away. She didn't tell me where. I think he may have worked in the government of some sort or maybe private contractor because she didn't give me any specifics. That's one thing about Joy is if she needs to be discreet, she's discreet. So she was going to be laid up in a hotel in a country where she didn't speak the language. And do you know what he did for her? He hired a guide and a translator and a security guard. And and then hired a companion. Now, at first, I thought a male companion, but no, a female companion. She pretended as if she knew Joy her entire life. I didn't know you could hire companions. But they're essentially like a version of Joy for Joy. Warm, friendly, inviting, let's go do this, let's go do this. Oh, you're so right, that's so great. She had the best time. But then she's, she realized something, and it horrified her. She had left her child alone. Her 18-month-old child. She was so wrapped up in being whisked away. I mean, it was a surprise. She thought they were just going for dinner. She immediately called her friend to tell her to you know, go to her place, get her kid, and drop her off at the at her sister's house. But her friend didn't get the message till the next day. She went to the apartment and, and couldn't get in, so naturally her friend called the police. And the police called Joy, and they needed her to return to answer some questions. But her boyfriend, he wasn't ready to leave. He still had business. He still had plans for him and her. And he gave her a choice. Go be a mother or stay and be a lover. Yes, he really said that. And she made her choice. Her child was placed in her sister's care until Joy relinquished her parental rights. And her sister adopted her kid. <sighs> now, Janice didn't know any of this until later. But what she saw was a cesarean scar on Joy. And Joy said nothing about it. You see, Janice has a little prejudice towards Joy. A white female who does no wrong and is always innocent, is never held accountable. Things that the lady was talking about rang very true for Janice. There was some resentment towards 
females like Joy. Everything's just handed to her because she has a pretty smile. Men court her versus just pressure her into sex. She was a tool and an object, but treated very delicately. Janice didn't have those types of experiences. Even when her and Trey were on and off, and during that off, men were crude to her. The lady said it's because she outwardly projected challenge, and so men who like challenges approached her. Men who want ease need to feel comfortable. That was something Janice was working on. But Janice knew, and even I did too, that Joy would have used any sob story to get pity for herself or just attention. If she had had a C-section and that baby didn't make it, you damn well know Joy would have talked about it. She would have used it. She would have said at least something. She would have said that it was um, finding a way to relate or to build a connection. Now, if you've had a child and never mentioned him or her, one would only wonder why not. So, when Joy finally stopped crying and went to sleep, I crawled over to Janice and I asked her, what's up? Like, why do you hate her so much, aside from what the obvious is? And Janice said this, no matter what she does next, she will get away with it. She'll always get away with it. And it's not fair. Now, I understood what Janice was saying. But I didn't understand why it mattered so much to her. Janice said. Janice explained. It's because if she needs help, she'll come to us to help her. And we'll help her because... We don't want to let her down, or we don't want her to suffer, or we, whatever reason she gives, we'll help her. But when the shit hits the fan, she'll turn on us. She'll play the damsel, she'll play ignorant. She'll find some way to make it not her fault. Even if she orchestrated everything. It was women like her that use the sisterhood not to help one another and, and save each other, but no. She would just use us and then walk away. She never bought the I'm so girl little thing that Joy does. I mean, Janice is convinced she probably is a baritone for all we know. Janice wanted nothing to do with her, but she had to stay involved because... Women like Joy, she said, would find some way to pin it on women like her. And I said, you know, yeah, I can see her guilting us into helping her if she were in trouble. And I wouldn't feel bad, you know, helping her. But I also understood Janice. 
I also understood her point. Because I watched my mother blame my father for her life. And the lady was right. She played a major part in her own life, but yet didn't want to take any responsibility for how it turned out. My dad was always the bad guy. Now, he wasn't perfect. But neither was she. And somehow, I never saw it that way until I came here. So a part of me wanted not to believe Janice and her paranoia. But can you really trust a woman like Joy? She said she didn't choose a man over her child. She chose a future for her child. You see, she sent money and jewelry and bags or whatever her sister could sell to support her child and her sister. She'd send video messages and she'd chat with her child. She could have bought a house, but she couldn't afford a full-time caretaker and her child still really young. Child needs a constant presence. And Joy knows how much time is needed to be the perfect girlfriend. <laughs>